Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages 6 and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Hello, friends, and welcome to the mini-edit from Edit Your Life. In these snack-sized mini-episodes, I answer your questions about everything from self-care to parenting to relationships to home and more. Think of me like that friend you text or call when you need a quick piece of compassionate and candid advice. Send me your questions. Today's question came after I posted in Instagram stories about my poster board calendar system. A listener wrote, do you share your process somewhere or link to this calendar? I'm gearing up for the same as school starts back up and always love looking for ways to improve my system. I love the idea of looking at three months at a time. Another listener wrote, do you use separate pieces of paper or one big? I still write everything out too, but in a weekly format. And we have our digital family calendar, but loving this quarter planning so much power in writing it out. Here's the backstory on the calendar situation in my house. I used to be the holder of all the calendar things, and for as long as I can remember, I have been wed to my Google Calendar. But I had two basic problematic issues. First, my primary co-calendar holder is not a Google Calendar person. They are a paper planner person. And second, my kids did not use Google Calendar, though I will say it is exciting that Laurel, at age 19, just recently has gotten on the Google Calendar train, which is very fun in terms of the efficiency of syncing up about things like her college breaks and travel. So not surprisingly, things were falling through the cracks. And the other problematic issue was that because I was very committed to plugging things into my calendar, a couple of things happened. My basic calendar was just clogged with work things, with family things. So anytime I opened it, it was just very overwhelming and color coding was not helping me. It was adding to my overwhelm. There was just too much to look at. And also I didn't like being the main holder of the keys to the castle with the calendar. So at some point, John suggested some kind of centralized calendar. And we did think about a few different options. I had seen and loved the idea of a whiteboard calendar for reusability. A friend of mine had a big expanse in her kitchen area where she had like a long rail with three panels for three months. It was very beautiful. It was like a whiteboard on rails system from Pottery Barn or somewhere like that. But we don't have the space for that. We also tried a magnetic fridge whiteboard calendar, but it was only one month at a time and just got kind of smudged and messy as we were in and out of the fridge. And then I also tried eight and a half by 11 sheet calendar printouts, but that was also not satisfying in terms of size. 
And so we ultimately tried a big poster board calendar in which we would actually draw out the calendar boxes and discovered that we can see three months at a time and look at our time in terms of quarters of the year. And we have not looked back since. We'll be right back. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash edit for 25% off. Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get into the how-to with the quarterly calendar system, which, as I think back, was very organic in development. So the poster board was the anchor, and I knew that the poster board needed to sit in portrait mode because the one space we had for this thing to hang was on the door to our basement, which is in our kitchen, and having the poster board up in horizontal orientation wouldn't fit. So this dictated the size. And then a standard poster board is about 22 by 28 inches. So this meant that my week view, I had 22 inches in width, and I could at a maximum have a space for seven days across at three inches across. So 21 inches total in 22 inches of poster board space. And then in terms of the height of the boxes, I didn't think we needed a square size per day. So that would have been three by three inches. And also with 28 vertical inches in play, that would mean we'd only get nine weeks. So I decided to try two inch high boxes, which would give us 13 weeks on a 28 inch poster board. So basically the way the calendar plays out is I draw on seven days across by 13 weeks down and each box is three inches wide by two inches tall. 
And I measure out and draw the boxes with a black Sharpie. And then we used colored Sharpies for marking in the dates. Now, this might sound a little onerous to draw it out, but because this is a quarterly calendar system, actually a smidge more at 13 weeks, I only do this like four times a year. And it is actually a tactile, not difficult and very satisfying project. So some thoughts about the results. Seeing our schedule in seasons or quarters is so great for holistic planning. I personally have been trying to get better at looking more long view to think about our family system's pace. And this view really helps us in a way that scrolling through my Google calendar month by month is just not going to do the same thing. Meaning where do things look chaotic and where do we need to trim or where do we have breathing space for a family adventure? I do want to note that you can start doing this anytime. You don't need to align to official quarter one, two, three, and four of the year. Just based on the way it works to replace the calendar every 13 weeks, we are currently aligned with the traditional quarters of the year, but it hasn't always been like that. We've just shifted over time gradually. Another note is that I also usually make the next quarterly calendar when we are about three to four weeks to the end of the current calendar because we appreciate the long view so much. So when I do this, I just take down the old calendar and with a pair of scissors, lop off the past weeks. And then I hang the remaining weeks of that old calendar over the new calendar, which means at a maximum, sometimes we have a 17 week runway in front of us, which is pretty great. A few of the benefits. The big one is I am no longer the keeper of the calendar. Everyone can look at it and see what is happening. And we started that with our girls very early on. So they got used to looking to the calendar and figuring out what day it was and what was happening. It's also a fun activity to decorate with younger kids. When Vi and Laurel were younger, they would decorate the margins of the calendar with stickers and drawings. And even now they don't decorate the margins, but there are so many moments of kindness. And one of the fun things is decorating special days like birthdays, school breaks, when Laurel is traveling home with Sharpies in fun colors. And finally, an added unexpected bonus, since I am so very committed to this quarterly calendaring process, we always have poster board in stock for other school projects. I hope this was helpful. And if you have a question for me, please drop me a line at edityourlifeshow at gmail.com or DM or comment on a post on Facebook or Instagram at edityourlifeshow. Thanks for listening. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.